What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, as usual, welcome back. You know the rules, you know the drill, you know the lay of the land, you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the emotional work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. Also, to help destigmatize the conversation around our mental health struggles and to encourage you to talk openly and honestly about what's going on in your life within your life. So what's on the agenda this week? Well, I want to pick up uh, on what we talked about last episode, uh, stemming from uh, being on the cruise ship and sort of being this uh, pseudo-celebrity, uh, having some pseudo-popularity uh, on the ship, on the cruise, uh, being recognized for doing some things uh, in a public fashion, I guess. Um, and also chasing the highs really that, that come along with, with that, which is trying to continue to maintain that, uh, because it means that, well, it doesn't even mean that because of the perception that it means that people like you. And so, uh, I brought all this to therapy, (laughs) last week because coming off of the cruise um you know we're look in therapy i'm doing a little bit of a deeper dive on a lot of stuff uh some of which i'll share with you as we go along here uh maybe others uh, probably not uh it's just going to be left into my sessions in the office between me and the my therapist um and so heading into the cruise, uh, my therapist was a little bit worried about diving into certain things uh, because I was going on the ship. And she didn't want me to be thinking about it too much. She didn't want it to uh, sort of ruin my vacation, right, by being in a weird emotional spot. But I was like, no, no, let's keep going. Let's let's do all the things. Uh, but I was fine. I was fine going into the cruise, right? And then... You know, this thing happened and and my wife sort of checked me uh, or called me out on on my mindset. And for the last, you know, probably like two days or so on the ship, uh, it just sort of, I won't say it bothered me and I'm not going to say that it, it ruined my time, but it was there. And it was something that I periodically might go back to and ponder and really more, really more for the fact that I couldn't understand the why. Why was this happening? Why were these the choices that I was making? Why did this feel important to me? Why was I after the popularity? Why was I chasing these highs? Why did being a pseudo-celebrity or having fans, why did that feel like it mattered to me? And so I brought this to therapy. And I'm laying out the entire scenario. 
telling the story to my therapist. Uh, and, and where we kind of arrived at was it was this need for attention, this craving for attention. Right? Because even as I brought up the, the situation where I felt the need to get karaoke started because no one else had gone first, I took it upon myself to be that person, even though nobody asked me to. Even though it wasn't required, I just, I felt this calling to do it. And some of that stems from a need for attention, right? I'm first, I'm up there, I'm creating the spectacle or whatnot and getting people going. All eyes are now on me. I'm the center of the room. And so now we're trying to figure out where does this come from, right? Because in all situations, or most situations, it typically comes from something that, that stems from our, our childhood, when we were kids, right? And fulfilling some type of need later in our life that, that, that was left open when we were younger. And... My therapist asked me uh, one simple question that sort of opened up some doors. And she said, were you a class clown growing up? And without any pause, or any reservation, or really any deeper thought into it, uh, my immediate answer back was yes. Yes, I was. And that seemed to point a little bit to, right, this is a situation where you are trying to satisfy a need for attention, right? A class clown, to a degree, is calling attention to yourself. You're behaving in a certain way that has people respond to you. And give you attention. And I was trying really hard to think about when that may have started. You know, what, what was it, when was it that that was sort of the path that I veered into? Was I always that way? Which I don't think I really was. You know, there are probably moments here and there, but I don't think that I, I fully leaned into it as some sort of part of my identity. And I didn't really have a lot of uh, memories of sort of my early grade school days, right? Being in elementary. And see, where I grew up, we didn't have middle school. It was just K through eight. So it was all, you know, grammar school, all elementary school until you hit high school. 
But the one detail that did pop out to me was that uh, I switched schools for fifth grade. Prior to that, I had been um, been going to one school that was sort of like where I was, you know, zoned for in my neighborhood. And all the people in my, my area and my neighborhood and the surrounding blocks and streets, they all went to this one school because that's what was, that was the neighborhood school. That was what it was zoned for. And then for fifth grade, I transferred into and got accepted to a different school. Which was meant to have a gifted and talented program. And I say that with air quotes. Because it was meant to. Did it? Nah, looking back, I'm not quite sure. But so... All these kids that I knew through kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, five years now, really, uh, I was gone from on a daily basis. And I was at this new school with a lot of kids who had probably been there through those years. A lot of kids who knew each other for those, those years. And so I'm the new kid at school. And I don't know anybody. Except for one person. Well, that's not true. I think I might, might have known like a couple of people. But there's one person in the, in, in the school and in my grade level who I know. And that's my cousin. My cousin is in the fifth grade. And to our luck, they put us in the same class. I've talked about my cousin, I believe, here on the show before. Uh, very, very early on. But my cousin and I couldn't be more different. And, you know, I think that there was a... She's very, look, she's very, very proper uh, growing up. And um, maybe a, maybe a bit of a people pleaser. Kind of kind of did what she was asked, right? Like she was the she was by the book. Me not so much. And I think that going into a new school, uh, there was a certain expectation for who her cousin would be. Is it going to be similar to hers? The same, along the same lines, somewhere in that realm? And I think it was uh, easier to sort of shatter uh, those expectations by just being something entirely different, which I was, which I was. But I think to... I think to just wrap my arms around it and embrace it a little bit more made it a little bit easier to have uh, to to have eyes on me 
to sort of bring people's guards down to be a little bit more accepted into this new environment with a bunch of kids that I didn't know and who didn't know me. And I talked about this a little bit, look, way, way back. Uh, episode 13, Send in the Clown, which, you know, is deals with some of these similar issues even way back then. But I talked about sort of one incident at a party in a school that that really is something that became attached to me. And that I definitely did for attention and for people to like me. You know, I when I when I was talking to my therapist about this, um You know, the way that I sort of uh, rationalized it, I guess, to a certain degree, is that, you know, you play the cards that you're dealt, right? And so, you have some, some people who are attractive, right? Really good looking. And people gravitate towards them as a result. Then you might have people who are super athletic, uh, jocks, if we want to call them that. And because they're good at sports or athletic activities, you know, people gravitate towards them in a certain degree. You have other people who are just, just magnetic personalities, right? For whatever reason... Whatever, whatever it is that they have, people are picking up what they're putting down. And people gravitate towards them for whatever reason. And so if you can uh, crack jokes or make people laugh or... I guess uh, not be disruptive of the environment, but if you can bring some levity to any sort of situation, right, or find the the humor or the the satire in wherever it is that you're at, whatever it is that you're doing, well, then you use it. You use it to the best of your ability. And you make people laugh or smile or have a good time or whatever, right? And th these are things that I've struggled with over the course of time because, you know, that's, that's uh, as I've gotten older, it's difficult to just sort of be that and have that box you in to, to a certain... A certain perception. And I've talked about this in a lot of the earlier episodes here of the show. But the other thing that it does, right, which we've talked about here countless times on the show, is it gives outside validation. 
I tell a joke. Someone laughs. Outside validation. That says, hey, that was funny. You're funny. And as a result, once again, chasing the highs. Right? I did that. Somebody liked it. They like me. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep figuring out other, other ways to make people smile, make people laugh. Create a good time for others because that, that creates more outside validation for me. And so when those when those highs are high, you keep on riding it because it's great. Who doesn't want more of this shit? But when it's not there, then those lows kick in and you don't feel so great. And you're left to keep on trying. But you're left to keep trying because you're trying to find something that doesn't really exist. Alright, I'm trying to chase a ghost. Right? Acceptance, popularity, validation. The ghosts. Because they can show up, they can come and go like that with the quickness and be gone just as quick. And your head's spinning, looking around, trying to figure out where the hell it went. And as a result, how do you get it back? Which creates more problems, right? Because it's 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 an addiction. Because this this is what is getting me in. I want to stay in. So what else do I need to keep doing? In order to stay in, in order to maintain this, in order to keep it going. Now the question becomes why, why this need for attention, right? I haven't gotten there yet. But I will say that Stemming from this uh, conversation in therapy, uh, I did a little bit of research. As it pertains to class clowns and class clowns as adults and sort of the development along the way of people who are considered quote-unquote class clowns. And there are actually studies <laughs> done on the effects of class clowns 
the development of class clowns, the mindset and psychology of class clowns. And I'm not I'm not going to go too deep into it. Some of it is real real psychobabble and took me a few reads to really sort of make heads and tails of what it was that I was looking at. But if this does interest you on another level, I highly recommend googling class clowns adults and there are a number of studies that will come up for you to read through concerning sort of the degrees of class clowns, the um, values and behaviors consistent with various class clowns. And, and look, some of it uh, spoke to me. It doesn't really speak to like the why, right? Why is this a thing? How do we get here? Why is this the life that we choose? Or is this just something that is just an inherent personality trait? But the idea, right, of being and serving as a class clown when I was younger really sort of opened my eyes as to where I am now in terms of the need for attention. And it's not really something that I readily admit. But it definitely seems to be something that is there. Right? Nobody goes out and says, I need attention. Everybody give it to me. But there's this, this thing inside... that just makes us do stuff because we know it will get a reaction. We know that it will get attention. We know that people will pay notice to us as a result of doing whatever. And it comes in various degrees and everybody's got their own techniques or their own tactics, their own sort of go-tos. They're surefire winners that they know will get people to turn their heads and look at them. But it's all in chasing a ghost. It's all in finding the next high. It's all in someone laughing, which is a compliment in those regards. Or giving you praise or inviting you to hang out. All of these things which say, hey, you're cool in my book. Come along with us. Being on the inside again.
right inside the velvet rope. Nobody wants to stand outside the club. Everybody wants to be inside having a good time. And that's sort of life. Everybody figuring out how to be in the fucking club because nobody wants to be waiting in the line outside, left out. And so you use the tools that are available to you. And so if you have a good sense of humor, if you're somewhat funny, you use that. Because that may be what you have to try and break down the walls of other people. But the byproduct of that is chasing the high. The byproduct of that is constantly then seeking more attention or other attention because you've gotten a taste of it and you like it. So why stop? Right? Nobody ever gets a taste of it and is like, mm, that's enough for me. I'm done. I mean, look, there are some. There are some. Let's be honest. There are some. There are some who 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 have the spotlight put on them, who have attention put on them, who go, mm, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like people looking at me. I don't like people giving me attention. I don't like people coming up to me. I just want to be fucking left alone. This is not for me. I am not one of those people. They are out there. They do exist. They do not include me in their club. I'm not part of that. And, look, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's no judgment. I, I cast no judgment on anybody who just doesn't want that. It's not for them. They're probably better off as a result because they don't need this. They're not struggling with this. They're not saying, shit, I need people to pay attention to me or I'm going to fucking die. Not literally, figuratively, of course. Whereas here I am, and if people aren't looking at me, aren't paying attention to me, makes me feel smaller, makes me feel less important. It's not great. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not great to feel this way. Because you don't feel it when you're in it. When you're in it, that's the high. You feel it when you're out of it, and it's not there. And you're trying to figure out where the next attention fix is coming from, right? You're like a junkie, an addict for attention. Now, where does this come from? What does this stem from? I don't fucking know. That's for more therapy. But I am at least, I don't know, I guess we can call it excited about having some slightly better understanding 
of where this may have been sourced from. Now, what's the source of the source? Once again, don't know. Hopefully, we'll get there and we'll dig it up and I'll, I don't know, cry it out and we'll fucking move on and maybe be better off for learning and growing from it, right? But sometimes it just, it feels, look, it feels better to be able to put your finger on this thing and say, you know what, I think that, I think that may help explain it. Because if we can understand anything in this weird fucking world, I think we'd really like it to be ourselves. Now we have a, a decent handle on. And it takes time, and it takes effort, and it takes work, and I'm doing all of it. Because that's also important to me. And on that note, I think I'm going to call time. All right, so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> and uh, we'll see what I can continue to dig up. Maybe I'll bring it here to the table some more in the future. Maybe I won't. Maybe this is just something that I got to do by myself. I don't know. But uh, as usual, I appreciate you coming uh, and sorting through this with me as we try to process, you know, all this shit that we got going on in our lives on a regular basis. All right. With that said, uh, let's let's head to the exits and get on out of here. Okay. So let's make sure you got all the necessary information as usual um, as we get ready to say goodbye. Uh, getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. That's the email address here at the show. So if you got a question, comment, feedback, concern, send it in there and I will read it. Getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Getting old quickly shirts still available at teespring.com slash getting old quickly. 10% of those profits go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So help it a good cause. Get a nice shirt. Teespring.com slash getting old quickly. Make sure you subscribe uh, and or follow the podcast. So as you're listening to the show right now on whatever app it is that you have chosen to do so, if you scroll up or down, you should find a button that says subscribe or follow. Just click it. Click it and make your life easier. That way, when a new episode of Getting Old Quickly drops every single Monday, it will be right there waiting for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. You don't have to look for it, search for it, hunt for it, nothing. So subscribe or follow, make your life easier. If you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify as you're scrolling up or down, you should be able to uh, rate the show. So uh, hopefully five stars for the effort I try to put in here week in and week out. And that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and if you use Apple Podcasts still, um, you can also review the show as well. So if you choose to do that, you will have my thanks. Thank you. Um, if you don't, you don't have to. It's up to you. Uh, but it, it's it's always a big help uh, when you do those extra steps um, where you're at. Okay. Uh, you can make sure you follow me on all the social media places. Uh, you can like the show at facebook.com slash getting old quickly. But me personally, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, 
infamous kid. It's my old handle that I continue to use. So at infamous kid, two D's there at the end. Uh, and you can also follow me on Instagram at the Mr. Donnelly. That's T H E M I S T E R D O N E L L Y. That's right, the Mr. Donnelly, all spelled out. Uh, anything podcast related will show up there as well as just the random occurrences that I choose to share with you from my life. So you have that available to you as well. Uh, make sure you tell your friends and family about the show. The more listeners, the merrier. Uh, so your word of mouth is always a key component to getting more people here on board with what we're doing. Uh, but also finally, um, if you find yourself in a dark place, you're in crisis mode, you really need somebody to talk to, you really need some help. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. It's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or you can dial 988 now to also be connected there as well uh, to one of their crisis professionals. Somebody is available to talk 24-7. So if it's yourself, a loved one, a friend, a family member, whoever, if you need this resource, please use it. That is what it is there for. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273-TALK or 988. On that note, I'm going to leave. Not for good, just for the week. But I'll be back next show to talk about something else. Make sure you check out episode 13, Send in the Clown, if you want some, uh, I guess, further insight into some of what I was talking about this week. Otherwise, I'll see you back here for next week's show. I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. Just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It kind of just happens. Mm -hmm.